I locked myself out of the house today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you come in through a window, or did you have someone bring you a spare? Nope, none of those things. Did you break in your own house? Did the cat unlock the door for you? Nope, I had to call a locksmith. Oh. Oh, my. Well, I lock all my windows. Sure. <laughs> my mother does have a spare key to my house, but she's in Florida. Mm. <laughs> right. I have keys to her house, which are in my car, but I had no keys to my car to go drive to her house to go get the spare. <laughs> nope. But the girl came. She was here probably within 10, 15 minutes. Open the door easily. And then I said, oh, I'm going to have to go get my copies made. And she's like, oh, I can do that for you right now. And oh. she opened up <laughs> her van and had a copy machine in there and made a free set of copies for me. Nice. Nice. Ah. That was thoughtful. And I was impressed. She's 31. She's kind of cute. And she owns the business herself. <laughs> nice. Good for her. That's a very specific skill, and I'm glad she's successful-ish. Yeah, she has a 13-year-old son, and I was like, let me do some math here. She's like, yeah, yeah, I had to grow up early. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, well, my mom did it, too, when she was a single mom. And she's like, oh, I got a boyfriend. I was like, well, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I even gave her an extra ten dollars. She she followed me to an ATM machine so I could pay her. Oh sure. The advantages of living in a small town, right? But I was also a little shocked that uh, like she just opened it up for me. Like, what if I was a fucking criminal? Oh, you didn't produce ID. My wallet was in the house. Oh sure. Hmm. Small small town shit. Like, what does a normal person do if they have no ID? Like, how do you prove that you live in a house? I guess it's pretty ballsy to, you know, call a locksmith. Can you break into this? Can you break into this house for me? <laughs> I can't. Happen. What if I was just passing through, like some drifter? Ooh, nice house. I want to go in there. <laughs> yeah, I just call and be like, "Oh, I locked my, I locked my keys inside," and they come and open it up, like rob place, and I just drive on to the next state. <laughs> Don't give people ideas, Ian. <laughs> Fuck that <laughs> license plate business. I think I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> just get one of those garage door openers with a number pad on it. Mm. All it is is a remote in a, in a lockbox. Just don't give the code to anybody you don't want to give it to. I'm in real estate. I have a thousand access oh, things sure. to lockboxes. Yeah, real. Lock As a matter of fact, there is a lock. There's a lockbox in the back of my house. I just don't know the fucking code to it. <laughs> Perhaps you should take it off. It's hard to do, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I call my mom. And I'm like, what? we we usually use these four digit ones, and we have like a series of codes that we use. So I could have got through that, but this is a three digit one. Mm. And I'm like, what do you think we would have used for this? <laughs> I'm like, put in my birthday, her birthday. And she's like, well, maybe it's like a full date. You know, like two. Th I'm like, it's only got three goddamn numbers on it. <laughs> <laughs> did you try one, two, three? <laughs> I did try one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Six, six, six. Because, duh. <laughs> no, I didn't try six, six, six. Donald Trump saying that we live in the year 20,018. <laughs> <Huh>? What? <laughs> they did. A, well, you know how he was. I don't know if you saw the tweet today where he was making fun of Joe Biden for slipping up and saying that he might be running for president. Sure. And he's like, see, he's like, the bastard can't even talk streets. Just like I said, another low IQ individual. Cue everybody on Twitter like, uh, here's the thousand times that you fuck shit up <laughs> when you talk. And of course, you know, the Daily Show does one every year. They do a yearly thing of all the words that he messes up and they put the little words at the bottom <laughs> trying to decipher what he's saying but at one point he did say in the year uh, on december 19th 2018 20,018 hmm. mm -hmm. so only 18,000 years from now yeah <laughs>
everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, Woo! for Tuesday, March 19th, 2019. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> uh, my name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Shit, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian. Take off one week. Can't even do my normal <laughs> intro. Uh, on this show, we talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profane arg or tweet to us at profane arg. Or you can now sign up on our Patreon page and you can talk to us directly while we record. You can join in and chat with us. You can go to patreon.com slash profane arg and sign up on our page. This week on the show, we will be talking about the Catholic Church demanding an apology from SNL. <laughs> but first, something happened today that was completely unexpected, and I did not know that it was going to happen until yesterday when Karen sent me a message that said Beto O'Rourke was going to be on campus today, uh, speaking at the Hub. Mm. Oh. So, so I went over and saw Beto O'Rourke speak at uh, at the Penn State campus. Oh, how'd that go? Pretty much exactly like you'd expect. Okay. Um, he started off, he was strong on immigration points. He then hit, of, of course, he hit the you know college finance stuff and the, the scandal going on currently. Sure. That was, you know, that hit a key with a lot of the students. He talked about, uh, the, the like I said, immigration and the kids in cages thing. He talked about um, health care, all the, the big topics, right? And for the most part, it was exactly what you would expect. They started, they had a spare mic and they were going around getting questions. And they got to one woman who asked very pointed questions about his campaign finance and the fact that he's very happy that he's not taking money from any super PAC or any corporation. And uh, her question was, well, what about bundled money? Because you proudly announced that you raised $6.1 which was, you know, a record. But is that coming from bundles? Which I don't really understand the details of, but it's basically a way to have a extremely rich person give money to a whole bunch of different people who then all give money. Like, you can only give, like, $2,700 or whatever, but... um if you take that, if you take a million dollars and spread it out over enough people, they can all donate, and you know that that allows you to to bundle that money all together. What was his answer to that? Uh, his answer was, "You are right here. <laughs> we don't, we don't, uh, we did not put that information on the website, and we will. We should definitely do that. So, so maybe he did. It's it's quite possible." And one of the reasons she said she brought it up was because he has a campaign finance guy who has been known to do this sort of thing in the past. Take money from bundlers? Or? Yes. Okay. And she also uh, she also had a question about the fact that he really isn't nailing down his policies, but more giving philosophy of how he would approach things. And, I mean, I've heard this as an argument that, that that's what people want to do on the campaign trail. They want to... You know, get, give people the idea of what they, what types of things they would vote for and then try to do and not be nailed down on, on specific policies. But when she asked that, he was like, all right, you want specific policies? Here, there's this, there's this, there's this. And he, he rattled off a few. So, now put it on your website. Mm. <laughs> right. Which, 
isn't isn't the case. I know two people who talk about policy all the time that they have. Who's that? Elizabeth Warren and one Bernard Sanders. <laughs> very true. Beto needs to go away, in my opinion. And it's too, I don't think he's going to last very long, but he is charismatic. He's getting out, getting people interested in the process. So he's serving a purpose for the moment. Mm. Is he trying to be president? Yeah. Yeah, he's running. Yep. Oh, good for him. How's that going? He I, raised supposedly more money than anybody else in the first day. Including... All right. He, 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 beat, well, he beat Bernie by less than a million. Yeah. He got 6.1. Bernie got 5.9. So, so far, first 24 hours, he's doing he's doing very well. But he... I mean, he, he had... Unless he bundled that money. <laughs> <laughs> it probably... A lot of it probably did come from bundlers. I had never heard of this term before. But yeah, it's it's... Taking a whole bunch of people's money and bundling it into a large, it, it, they basically made another job. Of they they made a, a layer of people that takes take individuals' money and bundle it together to give to the the uh, politicians. Why we need this, I have no freaking idea. Just as bottom a way line to is hide money. <laughs> Beto couldn't out debate Ted Cruz, mm. and I don't like that. I also don't think he can win. I think uh, I don't think he's too. I don't know. Like I'm hearing a lot of shit about his. Past record voting with conservatives and shit. And well, he it's was just in a Texas, fucking man. So he, I mean, he, he he had to represent the people that he was representing. Mm, I guess well, so. But, Doesn't matter. I'm changing my vote anyway. I have to vote for Cory Booker now. Okay. So, but the important question <laughs> is, if if he does take the nomination, will you vote for him in the in the primary? Of course, well, I would vote for a fucking sack of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only important thing. Any of these jokers is better than Trump. Oh yeah, I just don't. Like I said, we eat our own, so I'm just waiting sure. for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter because I have to change everything to Cory Booker. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why is I, that? Because he's got the dopest, flyest, freshest female on his <laughs> right arm. <laughs> yep. And if I could see First Lady Rosaria Dawson, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. No. Wait a minute. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> really? Cory Booker, Cory Booker, and Rosario Dawson are romantically linked. They are that, in a loving romantic relationship, according to both of them. That is a complete surprise to me. Okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> and if I see the first lady putting up the spocker, I'm going to die. <laughs> so what no, was your question? Another celebrity in office. Okay. Well, not in, in you know, next to the office. <laughs> all right. Well, who, I don't know. Was there a question? I thought Ian was asking a question, but okay. no, I had no questions. Rosario Dawson does do a lot of political activism and is, uh, you know, she's no rock <laughs> or no the rock. True. So in any case, I thought that was interesting. I wasn't overly impressed. It's exactly what I would have expected from Beto O'Rourke. The I did find it interesting. The Democratic group, I forget what their name is, but the Democratic group that is on campus here is trying to get as many potential candidates as they can so um uh, I'm, I'm you know hopeful that uh we'll we'll see a few more i mean hillary campaigned when she was running against obama she she came onto campus bernie was here mm -hmm. in uh 2015 or 2016 yeah but then hillary forgot exactly. all about pennsylvania in 2016 <laughs> yes yes she did yeah. well, it, problematic I and mean, it, it brought up one thing for me the eastern Iowa atheist has a good and strong history of going out and asking people questions you know, from a secular point of view, asking all of these politicians good questions and getting it on tape and posting it to the internet. He's worth looking into. It, and in Iowa, you can do that because they visit coffee shops and they go to small venues. And even the, the caucus process is small groups of people. But this was something that was announced yesterday. 
on campus and they were in Heritage Hall, which if you know the hub, it's a nice big hall and it was packed and they were not letting people in because it was over fire code, code rules. So it's almost impossible outside of a caucus situation to ask a question directly of a politician, which is unfortunate. But I mean, that is one of the reasons that I went. Right. And I mean, I, I had a chance. Hmm. I just, they had one person walking around with a mic and, you know, she didn't pick me. Yeah. So what would you it, have asked it's them? just hard. I would. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Probably something about uh, uh, separation of church and state, and how he would undo the damage that Pence is being allowed to do currently, and and you know maybe something in regard to that, and woman's right to choose, and how the fundamentalist Christians are putting their will into law to stop that, and how he would address that. But again, I, I the, the person with the mic didn't even come close. Mm. So. I just didn't have a have a chance because, um, like you said, the place was packed. There were hundreds of people outside, like roped off, waiting to get in. They were letting people as certain as some people would leave. They were letting other people in just to, you know, because, like you said, the fire code only lets you have so many people in. Did so. his band play the after party? <laughs> <laughs> no, although he did make a reference to punk rock, and and everybody went nuts. <laughs> As much as I shit on Beto and I don't really want him to run or think he can win, I do like his that he's going to – not so much that say that that's a smaller venue, but mm. he's hitting small venues and that's good for any candidate to do. Yeah. Yeah. He did go um, to the hub and um, to the open area. They just reconstructed it and did a rousing chorus of we are, so eh, whatever. Bell. Yeah. But I'm going to be eating an omelet at the diner with Rosario Dawson and Cory Booker, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, moving on to some of the stories that I have. I uh, wanted to follow up from a conversation we had last time about uh, transgender reassignment surgeries in the military. I want to give a thank you to Dustin, regular listener and uh, patron of the show, who put a couple articles and uh, got some information together. Basically, the TLDR, the <laughs> sum up is there has only been one gender reassignment surgery that the Army has paid for. Oh. And that was in November. And like, November like of I said, 2018? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm wondering if it wasn't the, the year before. but Yeah, because when did he announce the ban? Well, it, was in- it was at the end of this last year. Was it? I, I thought it was like the beginning of like 2018. You know, it might have even been the end of, of 2017. But yeah, the, for the, yeah, anyway. The, the surgery actually happened in 2017. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. And it was, it went through the, I mean, as much red tape as you can imagine you would have in the military. It went through a whole bunch. And, and the fact that it, it was approved because one of the, I don't know if it was a psychologist or psychiatrist, basically signed off on a waiver saying this is necessary for this person. Hmm. And it was then approved by the person's commanding officer. Like there's a whole bunch of red tape that they had to go through and it's the only one that they've done that they've paid for so the idea that this is going to cost the military you know billions of dollars is just blown out of the water slippery slope right <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> there you go just wanted to mention that and thanks again to dustin for helping gather some information i did also want to mention the supreme court has decided to not take up a ruling about the New Jersey uh, giving 
money to the churches for uh, reconstruction, for historic preservation of the churches. Ah, the slippery slope argument. Speaking of which, yeah, yeah. they uh, so so far New Jersey has given more than four point six million dollars to twelve different churches to fix the uh, the historic value of the churches, and the New Jersey Supreme Court had halted payments, saying that it was not in accordance with the uh, state constitution and that it did not violate the First Amendment, the free exercise of religion to not give money to those churches. It's actually quite the opposite. (laughs) But uh, the Supreme Court says, yeah, we're going to let that stand. We're not going to uh, take that up. And you think, at first I was like, oh, well, that's good. And it is. But, of course, one Brett Kavanaugh (laughs) filed an opinion that said that he agreed with the decision to not hear the case, but noted that the decision of the New Jersey Supreme Court is in serious tension with the court's religious equality precedence. Hmm? So he's saying that, uh, yeah, he, he really would have made the argument. And the reason they didn't take it up is because the factual details of the Morris County program, the, the program in question, were not entirely clear. And the way I read that is, we can't really make an argument here to allow this, so we're not going to take it up and make a ruling based on information that would have us rule in the way that we don't want to. So we're going to wait for a more perfect case. Exactly. Mm. Grumble. So, I mean, it is good. It does delay the... the Inevitable? Supreme Court, possibly (laughs) inevitable. It does delay them from making a horrendous decision, but it it does sound like they are just waiting for a better case to come along, one that they could side and they could rule on the way they want to. Man. So there's some information on there in the New York Times. Uh, if you don't subscribe to the New York Times, I'm not sure you'll be able to see it, but I'm sure if you do a couple uh, searches, this story has been posted elsewhere as well. Oh, and I wanted to mention this as we move off of that onto some Trump topics. If you're looking to get information for the last week and what's been going on with Donald Trump, <laughs> I would highly suggest that you go to Reddit with the subreddit keep underscore track. Keep track. It is a subreddit that is, oh, now I'm going to lose lose her name. What's her? Rustic Gorilla. That's what her name is. <laughs> uh, Rustic Gorilla. She is a, uh, she actually was, we believe this is the same girl who was on a Vice, on a Vice story, I don't know, about a month ago. She uh, she basically has dedicated her her free time, or all of her time, to keeping track of everything that has happened in, with, with Trump. Every legal issue, everything, and has a subreddit dedicated strictly to that. Other people post on it. There's a whole bunch of information, and there's a weekly sum up. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't want to go into it a whole lot, but just a couple of things that I found very interesting. We mentioned previously the 81 document requests by the House Judiciary Committee. 52 of those, she points out, 52 of the 81 documents have material related to Ivanka Trump. So it really looks like Ivanka is a subject of the investigation. Seriously. <laughs> so I thought that was very interesting. In in regards to what crimes, though? I mean, I know there's numerous ones, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. What in particular has, has Ivanka done while in office? She's not in or, office, though. While in office. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't even believe those words just yeah. came out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> 
whilst in daddy's... Uh, it says that uh, Trump... While working as an advisor to the president. <laughs> right. It says that uh, his, that Trump's longtime assistant, Rona Graff, was asked about foreign government foreign governments providing gifts and money to Ivanka for her business. So it's all related to the loans and investments from Russians directed to Ivanka. Hmm. And I would imagine the Chinese as well, since she had that deal, that China deal. She's got that multiple. Went through. She's got, you know... Yeah. Uh, was it not patents, but like trademarks, multiple trademarks in China, which are very rare. And they always come at an opportune political time. You mean right after Trump meets with Ping? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. these are the worst criminals in the world. It's so obvious, <laughs> wait, I know. Six, you can't wait six fucking months? Yeah. <laughs> so a few other things from that. I thought I'd hit the ones that are related to the, the, the Mueller investigation. Uh, Flynn's cooperation with the special counsel has been completed. But they have filed for a 90-day delay because he's cooperating with other investigations. Multiple other correct investigations. Multiple. Yeah. And Mueller's team has suggested that they apply the minimum sentence of, what was it, zero to six years to Flynn. So he might get nothing. Yeah. Which if he's providing enough data, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, some other things, uh, Paul Manafort, <laughs> we know that was sentenced to an additional 43 months of jail, which that was a mess, mm. like trying to figure out how long he's going to be in jail. It was 47 plus 43, but it equals seven and a half. I don't, minus, in any case. Minus time served and, and concurrent for 31 months or something crazy. It was bonkers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to factor in good time yep. and he'll be out tomorrow. No, federal, <laughs> um, federal time off for good behavior is minimized. It's not as good as state. Oh. So, I, I mean, he'll get some time off of good behavior, but I think they it maxes out at like 20% or something like that. You can't get that much time off of good behavior. And he can't behave well anyway. He's a whiny little bastard. Hmm. Uh, Roger Stone has a trial date set for November 5th. Oh, it's too damn long. It's going to be so entertaining. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and another thing that's not in regard to that, but it was uh, a while back, there was a Russian press minister... Mikhail Lesson, Leeson, I'm not sure. So he was, uh, he, it was deemed that he was, he died in an accident. <laughs> Should we, <laughs> are there air quotes I just can't see? Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't make them, but, but yes. Uh, so the autopsy found something very interesting. So they had ruled the death an accident and it said that he died alone in his room due to a drunken fall or multiple drunken falls that resulted in blunt force trauma to the head, neck, torso, upper and lower <laughs> extremities. <laughs> Sorry, it's tragic, but it's hilarious. Yes. So, but the autopsy revealed that his hyoid bone in his neck was fractured. He was strangled. Yeah, the Turns out that doesn't happen nope. unless the person is strangled or uh, suffers a an extreme contusion, specifically there. Right to the throat, yeah. Well, you've got to figure he landed on his throat at least <laughs> one time in those 200 drunken falls. <laughs> According to, uh, just if you look up hyoid... hyoid hyoid? hyoid? Yes. Oh, man, I can't say that word. It's really... It's got three vowels in a row. What do you... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, if you look up that bone, it says it's commonly associated, breaking it, is commonly associated with strangulation, rarely occurs in isolation. It may be associated with gunshot injury, car accidents, or induced vomiting. Hmm. And 
he died the day before he was meant to give an interview to the Department of Justice on the inner workings of the Russian state media RT. Wow. <laughs> the day before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and along with that, he was in the Steele dossier. Hmm. He was mentioned in the Steele dossier that he was beaten to death by Putin's thugs. This was one of the things that had been, quote unquote, proven wrong in the Steele dossier because they said that he had died by, on uh, accidental. <laughs> oh, well, you got to throw the whole thing out now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Except, yeah, it turns out. Not so accidental. So in any case, if you want more Trump stuff, it's a good place to go. Keep track on Reddit. I'll put a link on the website. So, like like Jared said before we started recording, there's a whole lot that we could probably talk about, about the uh, the shooting that happened in New Zealand. The, uh, I mean, what is it, 49 people? 50 at this were point. Were killed? Yep. Oh, is so it? So then break our record, but yeah. damn close. Yeah. So, I have some things about the manifesto, but I didn't know if anybody wanted to mention anything else before I got into the manifesto. Uh, if you want, I could talk about the video, because I saw it. Mm. Sure. Just so you know, it was, like, taken down from, like, Everything. everywhere. Like, I think New Zealand was threatening any place that put it up uh, to take it down, and then uh, Reddit destroyed a whole subreddit because of this. Oh, wow. Called Watch People Die, which we like to frequent at night before we go to bed, which is disturbing, <laughs> but never operate machinery in an Asian country. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you will be dead. Wow. <laughs> but I did find the video. On Pornhub, of all places. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, 15 minutes long. A good chunk of it is just him driving around, listening to music. He doesn't really say much throughout the whole thing, other than subscribe to PewDiePie, he says, right at the beginning of the video when he starts up the car. But w the f five minutes or so of him doing the shooting is so just fucking disturbing. As you would think it would be, yeah. Well, just because of the, the casualness mm. in which he does it, and, like, like he just, I don't know, I don't explain it, man. It's like, and after he was done, like, he gets in his car, and he's, you know, he was he was streaming this on Facebook. Mm. He's just, like, casually, as he's, he, by the way, he's also driving and firing outside the, he, br he breaks the glass on the window mm. on the passenger side, starts shooting, like, a shotgun out, and he's like, hey, can you believe that clip fell out of my gun? Like, has anyone ever had that happen to them? I had to go back and pick it up and put it back in. You know, like, just, the, it was very weird hmm. on the way he did that. But, God, these poor people just couldn't go anywhere. And they were just all masked in corner, two corners of the room. Right. And, like, and like at first, I was like, why are they all just sitting there? But there was nowhere for them to go. Mm. And he and like I, and of course I'm thinking when I'm watching like well if that were me and I wasn't shot I would just hide in the bodies and this and that he went back like two or three times and just started shooting up the piles of dead bodies wow. and then a few people who were left alive like you could hear them he would just shoot them in the head he pegged a woman on the street she's screaming and she's you know she's on the curb uh, and she's like help me help me bang he shoots her in the head and then he's like I can't believe that clip fell out mm. you know it's so fucking weird. Like, what is wrong with people? Like, how yeah. do you get to that fucking point? Like, you have to be crazy, right? You have to be crazy from the get-go. You have to be completely detached from reality in order to... Yeah, that that's what it was explained to me. Like, when you look at them as non-humans right. and, like, it's easy, but, like... Well, you listen to, to the rhetoric of, of King. Same problem. Um, what he says, he talks about people as if they're not people. He calls them animals. He calls them disgusting. Trump does the same thing. It, it, it's the dehumanizing and the you don't have to have compassion for these 
things that aren't human. That's a lot of what the rhetoric does to people. And that's why words are dangerous. I don't know. It's the 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 the, the coldness of it is crazy. But I, here's what I don't understand. I could, like I said earlier, I could watch videos of people getting caught in machinery and dying, you know, and be like, oh, God. But you show me. I saw this video my friend linked to me of some weird festival down in Mexico where they hang this goose upside down while it's alive and people grab onto its neck and try to swing onto it oh. while it's alive. And I couldn't get more than 15 seconds into the video before I shut it off. Hmm. So take that one, Dr. Karen. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, inhumanity to animals as opposed to inhumanity to other humans? Uh, I think. Well, well I, I thought about it too. I think, you know, like I said, the duck was alive the whole time mm. and it was screaming. So maybe I can't watch something be tortured, but if it's a quick death, I could watch it. Well, one would hope. I mean, human, human versus human, you have the means to fight back. The, the duck didn't. It would be like, you know, going into a room and shooting a bunch of children like the, the guy did up in um, Connecticut. It, there was no defense for those children. So well, there was no defense for these people either. Well, if, if they – yeah, I can hear it now. I can hear the NRA people. Well, if they had semi-automatic firearms of their own, they'd have – you know, they'd be able to fight back. Uh, but that's the – yeah, yeah, but mm, – How about that, that uh, aspect of it, that this happened and what did it take – Mm -hmm. A day later, and the prime minister's like, new gun laws. Yep. And I was like, that's amazing. And people were turning in their, <laughs> their, their assault rifles because they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, it's like in Australia, when <laughs> the way uh, Jim Jeffrey says, he's like, that we had that massacre. And he's like, we're taking away the guns. And they were like, uh, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there were some people that fought against it, but they, you know, they, they were counseled to. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, I, I like the meme that was going around on Facebook in the last couple of days about the fact that they immediately changed their gun laws and there's a quote from uh, you know beneath it saying did they even try thoughts and prayers? <laughs> <laughs> well, from did they say we need to have a national conversation about this, but now's not the mm -hmm. time. <laughs> well, from what I understand, I was told that they had some kind of weird loophole in their gun laws there anyway that they kind of ignored. Or just never did anything about because it, it wasn't a problem. Mm. Where you could get, like, you're only allowed to have a certain amount of bullets in a gun in the country. But if you get a gun from out of the country, it was it was some kind of weird, wacky thing. But obviously, they're getting rid of that now. Sure. You know. Good. And again, this guy killed more people in a day than they had in all of last year. Right. In yeah. homicides in the whole country. That's pretty impressive, you know. I mean, they have fairly strict gun laws to begin with. I mean, there were waiting periods and background checks and talking to friends and family kind of thing. And But he, you know, jumped through all the hoops and got the, the assault weapon. And all right, that's, now they're done. Not going to do that anymore. How do they survive without a Second Amendment? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's God-given. I have another story about that that I'm thinking about bringing up now. Go for it. It's big news, it, Ray. <laughs> so there's an article from... Um, the Hill that is talking about Missouri, a, a bill has been introduced in Missouri oh, that yeah. would require, require adults to purchase handguns and AR-15s. <laughs> no. Wait, what do you mean require? Like by law, they, everybody has to go do it? The first bill would require Missouri residents age 21 or older to purchase a handgun. It would also put up $1 million per year in tax credits for residents who purchased weapons to comply with this law. This was filed in late February. Wow. 
The second bill was filed days after and would require Missouri residents aged 18 to 35 to purchase an AR-15 and provide another tax credit, another million dollars in tax credit incentives. Holy crap. Besides being incredibly stupid, (laughs) how is that fucking legal? I, I don't know. I don't. I can't yeah, think that, of any law that requires you to purchase a product. Yeah, I, right. Uh, what if you don't have the money? Well, that's what the ta- that's what the million dollars is for. Yeah, you'll give me a tax credit, but what if I don't have the money right then and there? That's what credit cards are for, dude. <laughs> oh fuck that! No way is that going through. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is no, no way that this is going through. However, it sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, th- I know. How do how do they square that? <laughs> you get your guns, but the government's going to pay for it. <laughs> but there's but there's no limit, though. It's not just for you know white men. Everybody gets a gun. Everybody has to buy one. All all what is it? All residents? Is it landowners? Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> require residents to purchase the firearms. Mm. Now does does this law supersede? That felons can't own guns, mm. or are felons also required to purchase this gun? Oh, it does not. There are exemptions for, for yes, I, I'm trying to see where it was. There are exemptions for felons, definitely. Felons or residents otherwise prohibited from owning firearms, this doesn't apply to. Well, all you have to do then is, you know, arrest the rest of the black people, and then you'll be good. Then it'll work out. <laughs> but if you have psychological issues, you have to buy two guns. <laughs> two of each gun. <laughs> you know what? I say let them do it. And let, what state is this? Missouri? Missouri, yes. Yeah, let them shoot themselves up till they're all fucking dead <laughs> when, when the first bar fight breaks out and 15 to 20 people all have guns in the fucking bar. Well, the problem with, with doing this is those guns won't stay in Missouri. Right. It's like the, the Chicago firearm laws. They have very strict firearm laws, but they have more deaths from firearms than any other city. And it's because the, the <laughs> influx of guns from Indiana, which has extremely lax laws. It's not that far one away. One state over. Mm-hmm. So, it, in any case, I just thought it was worth mentioning. It's kind of. It, it worked on me. I had to go look. Like, I was getting all, you know, trying not to be overly rude, but I was like, Missouri? And then I had to look on a map. I was like, this is the the absolute epitome of what a flyover state is. I was like, are you sure you're saying Missouri right, Ray? Isn't that like a city? <laughs> <laughs> Missouri. And I looked and I was like, oh, that one. Missouri. <laughs> Is it square, Ian? No. <laughs> is it one of those? It's not. No. Oh, it's not a square? No, it's, it's kind of smushed in there in between Kansas and Iowa, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and then you got Tennessee and Kentucky on the other side of it. Kind of... Yep. It's that. It's the last piece that you put into the state's puzzle when you put it together, <laughs> because you're like, I just don't know where this goes. <laughs> and why 21? Why not 18? Why not hand the gun out at graduation? <laughs> <laughs> don't throw your hat in the air anymore. Just fire your gun. No, yeah. throw your hat in the air and then shoot at it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the assault rifles, the AR-15 was 18 to 35. The handgun was 21 and up. Yeah. Could you do either one of the laws or did you have to do both? The I way it's worded, you have to do both. Both, okay. Well, they're separate laws, so they're sure. both being put. Yeah, I don't, this is not going anywhere. It's just, I don't, I don't understand what point the guy is trying to make. Yeah. It's lost on me. It's weird. I would also ask, too, do you have to carry it around with you at all times? No, it does not state anything to that effect. So so you're now forced to buy this gun and then stick it in your closet and do nothing with it, or you're forced to strap it on every day and be uncomfortable with a gun on you. This is insane. Yes. (laughs) It is bizarre. It is. So in any case, back to the uh, the New Zealand thing. Oh, sorry. I was, again, reveling in my own ignorance. I was like, surely... 
I should know more about Missouri. And now that I've taken some time to look, it's got some famously large metropolises yes. here in and I didn't know that this was where St. Louis was <laughs> or Kansas City. Well, there's two- I was going to say, you don't know about Kansas City, Missouri? There's two Kansas City, one on each side of the river. Yeah, but Kansas City, Missouri is the famous one for some reason where everybody yeah. lives. Yeah. Actually, I think that's where uh, this latest season of Queer Eye is, is being shot in Kansas whoa, whoa. City. So I've heard of that. They've got a lot of sports teams that I Wait, enjoy. Queer, Queer Eye for, heard the, St- for the straight guy? What was that show? It's back yeah. on? Yep, it's back. It's back on ah, Netflix. That's awesome. <laughs> With a whole new group of queers. <laughs> yep. That show is awesome. <laughs> yep. Newer and queerer than before. It seems popular. They got renewed for a third season. I just started awesome. watching it. Goddamn Netflix. They did Netflix. the first two seasons in Atlanta. Now they're in Kansas City. With their liberal agenda. <laughs> All right, enough, enough feel-good news. I, I want to go on to this uh, New Zealand thing. <laughs> Get back to this murder. So uh, it's actually uh, what I wanted to mention was th- his manifesto. So, mm. it- hey, everybody should take the time to read the whole thing. Yes, Mrs. Don't Conway. Don't just cherry pick it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. I'm going to cherry pick it. That's what 73 I do. 73 pages? <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. They won't even show that motherfucker's face in New Zealand. Yep. And here, a top aide to the president's like, you should read the whole manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> he makes some good oh. points. <laughs> so the the points that I wanted to bring out, he did mention Trump Trump in the manifesto. Mm-hmm. However, the other person he mentioned, and kind of more strongly in my mind, was Candace Owens. Oh yeah, mm. I don't know who that I is. I didn't know that he mentioned her. Yes. Oh yes. Oh. Said that Candace Owens was the primary figure of inspiration to carry <laughs> out the attack. Quote, yes, the person that had influenced me above all was Candace Owens. Each time she spoke, I was stunned by her insights and her own views helped me further and further into the belief of violence over meekness. Though I have have to disavow some of her beliefs, the extreme actions she calls for are too much, <gasps> even for my tastes. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why that isn't all over the news, I don't know, because that is amazing, accurate, and really to the point. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, I'm kind of glad that Candace Owens isn't getting more press, but... Mm. Oh, well, that is true, I guess. But I heard that she they asked her about this, and she kind of laughed it off. Like, I don't know about this part about it. I thought it was just about the shooting in general. But uh, maybe it had something. I didn't, they might have asked her about the fact that he was that she was mentioned. I'm sure she considers right. herself an entertainment, not uh, not news. So it's okay. She can say whatever she wants because it's just for entertainment. She doesn't actually affect anybody. Right. She hasn't that, said that, has she? <laughs> or is that you're using that Alex Jones? To my knowledge, uh, no. She has not said that. I don't even think. To my knowledge, I don't think Candace uh, Owens even like says anything about uh, like attacking people or doing you know anything like that. Well, so I'm curious what he is referring to. I will quote her. Europe will fall and become a Muslim majority continent by 2050. There has never been a Muslim majority country where Sharia law was not implemented. So there's the rhetoric. Says Professor Owens. Says What's her? Candace Owens, <laughs> yes. Based, based on the country of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd she go to school and learn that? Uh, but no, I she espouses those understand. views. So... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying she's she's a total shitbag, yeah. but I've never heard, like, not like, you know, like Alex Jones is like, mm. we gotta destroy them, and, you know, <laughs> I mean, politically, though, <laughs> which he adds now, but I'm, I'm curious what view that she had that was too extreme for him. Mm. 
I'm also curious how anybody could not listen to this bitch spout off and go, oh, she's clearly being paid by white, rich white guys to say this. That and so the the parts of this that I have have taken a look at wherever, you know, they reference someone like Candace Owens or our president. I don't know. I find it curious that he is like, yeah, this person's a really influential person in my life, except for the fact that they're all dum-dums. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really? So you said you mentioned Trump in your manifesto and then followed it up with snark. Yeah. Did you did I mean, judging from, you know, Jared's description of how he spoke in the video, that doesn't sound too far fetched. But I mean, you know, well, one, one, I had to look it up because Conway was like, yeah, he only got he only mentioned Trump one time and everybody's been, I'm like, how many times do you need to be mentioned in a murderer's manifesto? <laughs> to, to, I was only once. <laughs> He only said he was inspired by me one time. And we, yeah, what on. did he say? Trump was a new Trump was a well, Trump was a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose. Right, but he didn't agree with mm. what about Trump that he was too much of a policymaker. Nope. He says the quote is, "Were you a supporter of Donald Trump?" And he says, "As a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose, sure. As a policymaker and a leader, dear God, no." <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I guess he's saying, he's like, I like the racist shit, but the guy can't govern. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on board for all the hate. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bad president, though. <laughs> oh, God, I would never vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, it's appalling. <laughs> I, and, I, and you notice how Trump has not said anything about it either? At, at, through that 20 Twitter tweet day of Sunday. He didn't mention that. I thought he said that the the fake news media was trying to blame him. him. Yeah. That's all he said. Well, they it asked him. They him. said, "Do you think white nationalism is on a rise?" And he's like, "Not really." Yeah. <laughs> he said that after the murder. <laughs> yeah. What is going on with this world? It's not just this country anymore. It's this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what the this this era of nationalism has. You know, because it's it's you're right. It's it's everywhere. I remember. Not so many years ago when, you know, I was a very young man, possibly even a child, and I was just learning about politics, and um, David Duke was running for president, and I <laughs> thought it, it was, like, laughable back then. They were like, ha, David Duke, he's running for president. So is Pat Robertson. This is good times. And <laughs> now it's like both of them have won, and one is the vice president and the other one is president. That's true. Yeah. It's crazy. David Duke oh, is even more, he's more prominent now than ever. He won't shut up about Trump. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we got it. We won. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I take comfort that we, we could, we've turned down hard to the right. We can turn hard back to the left. But I don't get it. Is shit that bad for white people? The loss of power scares people. Have you what and loss of power? Have you listened to, to Fox News? Have you listened to, yeah. to these yeah. people who are they are coming for you? They are coming to change your life, to change the laws around you, and to destroy your life. The country of Europe is practically yeah. a Muslim majority country. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> according to them, Europe is in fucking flames right now. <laughs> They're coming for your job. But, They're coming for your daughter. Right, but. Like, there's only so many, like, you could tell me, you're like, dude, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to kick your ass in your lawn. And for, like, a good month, every time I pull up to my house, I'm probably going to be thinking about that and prepared for it. But after a while, if you never show Doesn't up. Doesn't happen. 
I probably will forget about it and move on with my life. Like, where is the constant... Fox News. I understand they're getting the info, but, like, it, it, it's not actually affecting them in any way. Like, I have f- people on Facebook again. Their 30-day ban was up two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I lived under the tyranny of Obama for eight years. The fucking... Ty- what tyranny did you live under? Right. Like, I <sighs> don't get what... I mean, listen, white people... <laughs> you gotta it's, everything's fine <laughs> it's pretty great yeah one of the people who constantly spout that crap on Fox News Janine Pirro <laughs> my she, favorite judge <laughs> yeah so she was not on her show was not uh, on this last week and did, they, did Fox put out a actual statement about it in any way not that I know of it's, I thought they did something saying that she was suspended or something Okay, I didn't. I didn't see it, but I thought either you or Ian might have have seen something. I did not see. But Trump, he was all sorts of upset about this. He started tweeting about her, saying that the radical left Democrats have taken her off, trying to silence the majority in our country. <laughs> and this is—I mean, she was taken off of. Uh, well, in theory, at least for the theory that is being posted on, on the Washington Post, she was uh, taken off because of her statements about uh, wearing. Hijab, hijab and hijab. the yep. fact that if you wear a hijab that you can't be you cannot support the US constitution. That's true. The logic, quote unquote, logic to get there was astounding that if you're Muslim, you obviously support Sharia law, which is against the constitution, which uh, there's just a whole package there that we could unwrap, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean there's several there's several like dynamic leaps of logic to get from one to the to the next, but but what I don't get is she's been saying shit like that for years. Yeah, this seemed very tame compared to other things that she spouted out. I was really like, this this is what they took her off for? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that, that they would do that, but... Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, don't, I don't see what is so different about what she said this time. And then... Right, then all the other people who say those things and, and all the other times, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she... it's got to be a money thing. They, those advertisers must have pulled out. Maybe. It's the only thing I can think. Because they have no problem with all the shit that Cucker Tarlson said. Right. <laughs> and he called what, he called Islam a bunch of primitive monkeys or unread monkeys or something. Something like that, yeah. And they're like, nah, Judge Jeanine, you gotta go. But then Chile does a show once a week, right? Right. Yeah. So maybe they maybe that's why they, they're like, well, it's not gonna cost us that much, but <laughs> Cucker's on five days a week. And the statements that he made are uh, were previous. He didn't make those statements on Fox. Sure. Mm, does that count anymore? I, apparently. I thought you were held responsible for everything you say from birth to death. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how our ratings are at the moment. I wonder if that has a has a, uh, a factor in the decision. From what I understand, the people who love Trump fucking love her. She is unwatchable, though. Oof. Oh, my God. I feel like they should go to her every time any of the, the Judiciary Committee's investigations into Trump have anything to do with tax fraud, mm-hmm. they should be like, and quick, <laughs> Judge Jeanine Pirro, you know a ton about tax fraud <laughs> from your time as a judge. Nothing to do with your fucking husband and all the crimes he's committed that are identical. <laughs> Come on, Fox News, and be a talking head, dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to throw in an article about uh, Cucker Tarlson here as well. And the fact that he he basically went back on his show and said that he was the victim in all of this. <laughs> that uh, the media outrage 
was to blame and that he was just, he was a victim. Of what he said? He's a victim of his own words that somebody <laughs> repeated back to him? Absolutely. Hmm. That's, uh, that seems to be, I mean, that, I don't know if it goes along with, with Winch Hunt or not, but <laughs> how long did it take that, oh God, I can't even remember that dirtbag's name, the fucking MAGA hat kid who was just a poor child, oh. just there to see the sights in Washington, D.C., and those <laughs> evil adults all took advantage of that and- Innocently came there to, to protest against abortion, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bubba my goodness. He's, he is the victim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bubba the Love Sponge ruining more fucking careers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Who did what he do? He He's was the, the guy that, that was talking to talking him. To. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had a role in all this. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh. Thank goodness for Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> I love it. I was listening to one of my uh, shows and they were talking about this. I'm doing a, a deep dive. On Tucker Carlson right now, I'm 20 minutes into a 40 minute video. Mm. <laughs> um, but when they refer to Bubba the Love Sponge, he goes, uh, when he was on Bubba the Love Sponge, he goes, an adult male. <laughs> <laughs> an interesting note that I did learn about Tucker Carlson, though, is that which might have dictated why he is the way that he is a white mm. nationalist. Tucker's mother left his family when he was six years old to move to France to live a bohemian lifestyle. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> He's got mommy issues. Mm-hmm. And then and then in the midst of that, his father remarried to the daughter of the Swanson Chicken Empire. Hmm. So oh. Tucker, like you know, he, he's like, oh I'm you know, I'm in the trenches with the people and I'm partisan and you know and this and that, but no, he grew up rich. Super fucking rich. Maybe not individually, personally so rich, but... He didn't want for rich. anything. No, stepmother rich. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that would explain why he hates liberals so much. Yeah. Mommy left to become a bohemian. Mm. <laughs> also, he's a racist scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> and a yes, white And a misogynist and a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. And that stupid fucking bow tie he yeah. used to wear on Crossfire. But, again... They circle the wagons, and they don't give up. He made fun of Samantha B for calling Ivanka a cunt. And then he called Martha Stewart's daughter, Cunty, on this show. Mm. He claimed he never used this word. And when Brian's like, eh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. And he still has a job. That's the key. Right? Don't apologize. Don't back down. Don't down. apologize. Never admit. If that yeah. was Anderson Cooper, gone. Don Lemon, mm. gone. True. Speaking of things that were seen on video and yet denied, the Tim Apple thing is endlessly amusing. I said cook under Uh. my breath. (laughs) Would you like us to play the video back? Because you said it really, really fast. There is no room in there for another word. You said Tim Apple. Hey, I was just trying to save time. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Bullshit. (laughs) That is got to be a psychological (laughs) disorder. Yeah. It it, hit 100%. Like how many other people couldn't just go... You're right. That was weird. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking about Apple and Tim was here and I said Tim Apple. Sorry. together accidentally. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Kofefe is a real word. <laughs> well, if he'd have said that, everybody would have gone, man, it happens. Yeah. End the fucking story. Like, what? Right. what is, what, what wires are fucking crisscrossed in his brain? Yeah. Well, he cannot admit any wrong. Nothing. Not a single thing. Not, not even the little tiny things. Well, did you is- see George Conway, Kellyanne's mm-hmm. husband? Yeah. Put that, yeah. the breakdown of the, what is it called? Narcissistic personality disorder? Yeah. 
and I'm they not went a doctor, o- but <laughs> they went over it on the uh, on the Young Turks point by point, and everything falls into the category of Trump. Yeah, absolutely, sure, and I mean even even more so than not ad- admitting to you know, being able to admit that he's made a mistake, even the smallest of mistake. If he is willing to lie about something this insignificant, right. like what isn't he willing to lie about? I would say nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. I would say this 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 is the this is the guideline to say Trump will lie about if he's willing to lie about nothing, he's willing to lie about everything. Anything and everything. He lies about everything. His hair. He lies about everything. <laughs> <laughs> they need to again, I don't know, you know, we have access to video within seconds. Yeah. On all our devices, like there should be one person following around every reporter. And as soon as they start asking a question, just pull up all the videos where he said something. And as soon as he denies it, just play the video. They need Jeff. They need Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is quick on that <laughs> shit. To bring up the video every time he denies something. I agree. <laughs> I also wonder about that, Jared. I, I genuinely wonder when people are like, well, blah, 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 contradiction. They're like, just show the clip. Right. Just, just show the clip. I know we've devolved now to just because you see something and hear something with your own eyes, don't believe it. I'm Donald Trump. But assuming you're not that far, you know, absolutely, I'm with you. Just just play the clip. There's so many things but that this What would yes. happen? What would happen though is that he would say, Oh, that that's that's been that's been doctored. It's been photoshopped. <laughs> it's been yeah, photoshopped. and then they'll move yeah. on to another and go, and go, what about this one? Is this one right. doctored? Is this one are they all fucking doctored? And the, the, the interesting question though is, does he actually think it's doctored? Or I mean, does he actually believe that they're all doctored? Or does no, he just I think he'll just say whatever. Oh, yeah, no, he's absolutely lying. He does not believe that. But again, there's no point because, right. I mean, you'd have to target other people. He's obviously not going to go on any show that isn't a Fox News show. Right. I would make the argument he's... that by the fourth or fifth time he has said the same lie, he starts to believe it himself. Mm. But it, again, his lies become fact after a while. Yes. So, so then show him the tape. But they're all doctored. Clearly, oh. they're all doctored because that's all not right. what he then, remembers. Obviously, the people are going to be like, oh, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, I would think that. Yeah, I was going to say, and I don't know what, what it in, is about his bullshit that is, you know, proof against that sort of thing. Because, mm. you know, in this age of constant video and cell phones, tons of other nonsense, I feel like has dropped off severely. Because as yeah. we've covered on this show, I'm a huge fan of cryptozoology. <laughs> now that we all have a smartphone. Kind of gone away. Yeah. A lot of, lot of less Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> Just don't see him as much these days. Weird. He's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> Used to see him all the time. Well, now wherever and he goes, he's going to be in the limelight, Ian. He's like, I got to get out of here. This is crazy. I can't take this kind of heat. Loch Ness Monster, same thing. You don't hear yeah. anything about it anymore. Oof, never. That lake is, or lock is boring. Mm. Just good for boating now. Yep. Bad for the tourism. Trump's lies. Yeah. And the thing, too, is oh. unfortunately, the media really does not press him too hard when he when he denies something. They're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next well, question. They're as exhausted as we are. <laughs> so with uh, with that in mind, I'm going to move on a little bit, although I'm still on Trump. I think it was over the weekend. Maybe it was last week. He tweeted about how uh, the right isn't as strong as the left, which I, I don't even understand where he thinks he's getting this from. But he says, I actually think that the right are tougher, but they don't play tougher. Uh, and he said, I have the support of the police, the support of the military, oh. and the support of the bikers for Trump. I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough until you get to a certain point, And then it would be very, very bad. 
That wasn't a tweet. It was on Breitbart. Okay, yes, it was. So it was, yeah, and it was last week. So a lot of people were talking about how this is like a dog whistle. It's a thing to signal the the bikers and the supporters of Trump who have guns to be ready if something were to happen, whatever that might mean, to be ready to stand up and literally fight for him. Mm -hmm. Now, I definitely can see that argument. But at first, the thing that struck me was, why did he say biker group? Why would he mention a biker group? Like, I know there's a group. Because there's tons of bikers for Trump. They are bikers for Trump. Right. But, I mean, if you compare that to the police across the nation or the national <laughs> military, it's like, and a biker group. What? Wait, why? <laughs> oh, well, again, there is the, the you know, perception that, that bikers are tough and, you know, they are, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to perceive them doing something lawless. Right even though it's probably more likely for either of those other groups to do something lawless. It, that is very true. But then there's this other article that's on the Washington Post. It's about Venezuela and Maduro's, what they, they're calling Maduro's muscle. There are gangs known as Colectivos, who are Colectivos. motorcycle gangs who go around publicly and do the work of the president. They are the unofficial enforcers of the president of Venezuela. Well, you remember yeah. when Trump first took office and he moved into the White House, he wanted to bring his own security people with him. And yes. the Secret Se Secret Service went, no, 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 you can't do that. You you can, you know, the, bring the one guy and we'll just sit him in an office over here. But you can't bring your own security forces with you. Sure. That's what he wants. He's trying to he's what? trying to make the, the, the bikers into his private security force that he can call on when he needs them. And I think that he saw what's happening in Venezuela. And saw mm, that sure. as an opportunity for him to do the same thing. There mm. were protests going on in Venezuela, and there was they had piled like logs and garbage to make a barricade in the neighborhood, and they were shouting out slogans against the government. And then the motorcycles showed up, and these mm. guys pulled out guns and started firing them into the air, and they drove the people back into their buildings, and the motorcycles didn't leave. They stayed there and made sure that the people didn't come out to protest again. And I think someone's been watching too much Sons of Anarchy. I bet mm. Trump saw this story and it stuck in his head, just like when he was talking about Mexicans coming over and kidnapping people and putting them in the back of the car and tying them. He had just watched that movie where mm -hmm. they did that. I think he saw this stuff in Venezuela and went, you know what? Bikers for Trump. That's how it, that's how we get this done. Right. And this yeah, but scary. it's not the 60s and 70s anymore. Bikers aren't outlaws like they used to be. They do cancer runs and charity shit. A lot, a, a lot of th that is absolutely true. But I, again, the the idea that what he was saying was a dog whistle for these people and these this motorcycle gang is backed by the government. They're not lawless. They're they're in. Mm. I mean, they they okay, are, so but they're mean, enforcing yeah. the will of the president. Now, and how many people do you think that you know the bikers for Trump? He you know he had a bunch of them down at. Um, Trump National Golf Club. So he has had co contact with these people. How many of them actually would, you know, bear arms for the president directly if he asked them to? It's not an insignificant number. I would have it's to say that it, it is not insignificant because I have right. people who I work with who go on their Facebook page and talk about uh, what's the, the town south of here, Center, Center Hall. Mm -hmm. They, they live in Center yes. Hall, and they say the, the Center Hall militia is going to rise up if something happens to Trump. I've seen that on Facebook. Right. Sure. So no, the, no, I, a percentage of those people won't when push comes to shove, but some will. Some will. 
Right. I, w- I was going to say, I guess my concern would be that even, you know, what number of, of armed willing individuals would be insignificant? Right. Like, like one is plenty. Yeah. yeah. If they've got, you know, semi-automatic like four, weapons. Yeah. 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 Four of them will kill 50 people in New Zealand. Right. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to go up some- against – Lane. first of all, I saw Andrew McCabe on Bill Maher this week, and they brought that up, and Andrew McCabe's like, I don't know how much law enforcement he thinks he actually has behind him. Um, hmm. He's like, I would question that number. Uh, and again, you know, we don't live in Venezuela. <laughs> right. True, and so- I would hope that, that McCabe is absolutely correct about that. I would think that the majority of police officers are there to enforce the law, not to be thugs for – you know, the presidential sure. administration. The same with right. the military. Yeah. Yes. But also, the, if you're a biker for Trump, he don't give a shit about you. Well, no. And he you, he stands for everything you probably don't stand for. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Sorry. Were you- <laughs> but no, I, I understand. I was thinking about that confusion, too. I was like, if you're a biker for Trump, when you ride down to Bike Week in Daytona this 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 summer or this this spring break, stop by Mar-a-Lago. See if they let you in. Yeah. See how that goes. Yeah. Plop Bikers down your 200 grand and get in. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, I thought it was interesting. I thought the correlation, the timing of it, to me, it seems like he saw the video or he was got a briefing about Venezuela and thought, you know what? I could do that. Right. And I guess the other thing that would shock me about that is from what I gather from, you know, the information that, that I, I get from, from the right, from the Fox Newses and from the bright parts, mm-hmm. Venezuela is still there. I thought they attempted democratic socialism and burned to the ground, and it's not even a country anymore. Well, they don't have It's just power. people living in the wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, they don't have any power, and they haven't for weeks. So that's Because bad. of Madu- what? Maduro. What? The, the president just turned off the power? Yeah. You could do that? He didn't like where they were going. He didn't like the protests. Turned off the power. Cut their power. That seems horrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's that have to do with socialism? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's just about power. power. Okay. The argument is that the government owns everything, including the power company, and that's why they're able to do that. Hence, socialism is is evil. And that oh, oh, there are a lot of holes that can be shot in that argument very quickly. And yeah, I, one <laughs> is having a corrupt president. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and Two, I, no one is suggesting that the government should run the power company in America. Right. No. Although maybe they might do a better job, but that, no, we'll just <laughs> let that go. <laughs> I don't know how power is not given to you freely, but eh, uh, that's a different, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah. And the Let's power get healthcare has been done tur- first. <laughs> I did double check and the power has been turned back on. So. Oh, okay. So let's, uh, I wanted to hit this. Uh, I Wait, are you getting off Trump? Yes. Do you have something just else? real briefly, real briefly. Okay. He's calling in the FCC on Saturday Night Live for running a rerun on him. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. oh, you didn't hear that? No. Yeah. One of his 20 Madness tweets on Sunday. Yeah, you missed the St. Patrick Day's tweet storm. I actually, I purposefully (laughs) did miss that tweet storm. I heard there was a storm and I heard that he was insane and I went, well, yeah. But what's the details (laughs) on this? Nothing. They they ran a rerun and it had Alec Baldwin on it. And Mm -hmm. he was like, I'm going to have the FCC look into this. It's it's unfair. It's like a political hit job. It was a whole bunch of shit about (laughs) Saturday Night Live. And everyone's like, it was a fucking rerun, dude. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, the retweets were, or the the, you know, the tweet backs were pretty epic. They were like, uh, rerun? <laughs> so, speaking of Saturday Night Live, that's actually where I was going. Yeah. So, Saturday Night Live, the last uh, live one, had on Weekend Update, Pete Davidson came out, and I thought it was hilarious. 
It was. He said mm-hmm. that uh, he was talking about listening to uh, R. Kelly and the fact that, you know, this guy is a monster, should go to jail forever. You can't listen to his, his music. And he said, but if you support the Catholic Church, isn't that like the same thing as being an R. Kelly fan? I don't really see the difference, except one's music is significantly better. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very good point. It was. Yeah. yeah. So the the Catholic Church has come out and said that they've they've demanded that Saturday Saturday Night Live apologize for the alarming Pete Davidson sex abuse joke. <laughs> the only thing alarming is that you have a seriously alarming problem in the Catholic Church. That's what's alarming. It's a joke. Right. You have a, not yet come to terms with the alarming problems in your organization. When you do that, we'll stop making jokes about it. No, we probably won't. Well, after a while. Okay. <laughs> I think the problem was is that the joke made a ton of sense as well. Yeah. Yes. And right? they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get out of this one? Yeah. It does make a lot That's of sense. For- um, actually, yeah. in, uh, in a Gallup poll, they more than a third of Catholics who were surveyed... 37% question whether or not they should remain in the Catholic Church based wow. on the allegations. I'm glad they're thinking about it, at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's shocking. Good for them. And how many uh, how many episodes per season is there going to be, you know, some sort of outcry for a Pete Davidson sketch? <laughs> <laughs> He's got that BDE, you know what I'm saying? He's just fucking... <laughs> Running all around, dating hot women. <laughs> right. Well, he had to come on and do an apology when he made fun of the, the one-eyed congressman. Yeah. yeah and I that was commended that congressman. <laughs> then I found out that he was actually really a, a shitbag. <laughs> yeah. He seems to be. Like, he came on and he's like, no, we should be good people. And then, like, a week later, I was he was out and he was like, no, wait, I'm a dirtball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I'm going to go back to laughing at you. <laughs> It's funny though in this in this Gallup poll they talk about that the, they queried on a bunch of different topics. One of the thing was one of the questions was how much do you trust, and then several different things like the priests at your church. How much mm. how much do you trust? And it was forty one percent. Forty one percent said that they trusted the priests at their church a great deal. Forty that's less than half of the people in the Catholic <laughs> Church say they trust their own priests that they know and see every week. <laughs> Is it just that they're so? condition now to look at a priest and automatically go eh, what's mm-hmm. he hiding yeah and like the same way like we're desensitized to trump's tweets we're just like oh yeah okay yeah he did that again like you just <laughs> like i mean I, that's how i am i see a priest i'm like mm. well you know yeah yeah you're i hear you i guess I, there's a 59 percent I... chance he could be a scumbag <laughs> <laughs> when i volunteer at preschool uh just the other day I met I met the the pastor at the church for the first time, and uh, you know the children all seemed to like him. Mm. And my son came over and gave him a hug, and I was like, mm, "Are you sure, buddy?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had a long discussion with my therapist about your child going to that preschool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm poor. I can only afford so much. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not mad at you or anything like that. We were, we were okay. discussing religion and. I told the story when Kelly freaked out and was like, I made you shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That was the one time. All the other times is, yeah, buddy. Well, some people do believe that. Here are some other things people believe. That time it was, no, that is wrong. It was me. Legitimate. Yeah. (laughs) So in any case, uh, 
interesting Gallup poll, and it's posted on the Friendly Atheist. Again, it'll be on the webpage if you want to take a look at it. Another thing with the Catholic Church. Uh, West. Oh, wait, before you move on, okay. has SNL apologized? <laughs> has what? Not that I know of. Did Saturday Night Live apologize? To my knowledge, no. Mm. And I don't well, think they, they should. They haven't had a live show. No, I don't think they should either. I'll be, I'll be curious to see what Pete Davidson does. <laughs> Digs himself a deeper hole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... It, it, Not that I think he's in one now, but... At this point, I don't think anybody needs to apologize for the Catholic... Correct. You know, making a joke about the Catholic Church. Correct. Agreed. Because it is 300 plus priests in literally every state so yeah. far. What are they going to do? Go to Pete's house and molest them? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and in West Virginia... West Virginia, the state has accused the Catholic diocese and former bishops of sex abuse cover-up. And they, in this one statement, it says that they knowingly employed pedophiles and failed to conduct adequate background checks. Knowingly <laughs> employed pedophiles. I mean, we know this. We talk all the time about them shuffling priests around. But the wording, mm. shuffling priests yeah. around, what we're saying is they knowingly employed pedophiles to work with right. children hey i see you have a job opening what are your qualifications i really like having sex with children and i really like jesus you're good with <laughs> us come on in but I, I went for a month with a counseling with another priest so i'm good to go now but i have an a plus from diddler's magazine so <laughs> <laughs> so in any case that's all i've got about the catholic church i, I don't remember who it was there was a comedian who was on one of the talk shows Good Morning America, I think it was. And they they were like, don't you think you went a little bit too far on the Catholic joke? And his response was, don't you think the Catholic Church has gone a little too far? Mm. <laughs> yeah, how do you defend this? You cannot defend this. Right. No. And you can't even, and like, it's not even like you're making fun of Christians. Like, right. you're just like, no, I'm making fun of the institution. You Christians are fine. Mm. Yeah. Your, your yeah, Catholic you Church can't. organization has done bad. Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that response is perfect. You too hard? No, they molest children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thousands and thousands. They have ruined tens of thousands of lives. Systematically, purposefully. Yeah, and, and again, I feel like it, it, even though, you know, I know that that I am personally not, not targeting, you know, anything beyond Catholics, I, I, I hear what Jared's saying, and I think he is correct. I think it taints the priesthood overall. Yes. Like, you know, again, the guy who I was referencing earlier, you know, he's clearly, it's clearly a Lutheran church. I know he has nothing to do with that, but I'm like, eh, he's a priest. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know why it would be that much different in any other organization. The big difference is that they're not as organized as the Catholic church. Catholic church is mm. very hierarchical. They move people around more systematically. Um, so the, the, the organization itself is responsible. Whereas in most other churches, the priests just move around themselves. It's not an organized moving a priest from one diocese to another diocese. He just ah. appears somewhere else and says, hey, I, I would like a job. And they go, you know churchy stuff? And he goes, yeah, I know churchy stuff. And off they go. So it's an institutional responsibility, not just an individual responsibility. Because right. they knew about it and they did nothing. Yeah. All right. I want to hit a couple of things real quick. Uh, just uh, to mention in world news, uh, Iceland. Iceland has made the decision that they are banning anyone from entering who has been unvaccinated as that a country. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> you cannot you cannot go to Iceland unless you have vaccinations. And this is because they had, I think it was four measles outbreaks, and they went, wait, what? We got rid of that. 
All right. <laughs> You're no, nobody's allowed to come here unless you have vaccinations. We're going to take care of these of four cases, and then we're not dealing with it anymore. How do you get a proof of vaccination? I don't have anything. I, I don't like know. That. You'd have to find it. You're not going to Iceland without it. Huh. I, I mean, I've got proof of, you know, the, the last booster that I had in the doctor, but that's about it. <laughs> well, good on them. Yeah. I've been hearing more and more stories of 18-year-olds going out and getting vaccinated after that one story that we told. Yep. Even younger and, uh, than 18. Yeah, people. and people, idiot idiot parents, like, posting on, like, Reddit, like, uh, my child wants to get a, how do I stop my child from getting <laughs> vaccinated when he turns 18? And they're like, take him now, so he gets it when he's 17, you dumb bitch. Or <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the last thing I wanted to mention. So there was a comic book, and it was going to be in D.C. It was called The Second Coming, and it was going to be a comic book about Jesus Christ coming back to set the record straight because of how people had twisted his words. So a bunch of uh, Christians got together and said, that's blasphemy, you can't do that. And DC had, uh, because of the, I don't know, they had like 200-some thousand signatures, and DC went, all right, we're not, we're just not, this is negative press we're not dealing with, and they dropped the, uh, the comic. Well, the comic has now been picked up by Ahoy Comics. I don't, I don't know them at all. Do you have any? Yeah, they're published in my basement. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, it has been picked up by this independent group, and it is going to be published. And again, this is on the Friendly Atheist. And I thought it was, as he said at at the end of the the article, it's it's just a big act of irony because it was a Christian mob that killed this but it would have ultimately probably drawn more attention to the faith and and kind of in a in a positive way but uh yeah but they would have been they would have been good christians right we can't have that apparently yeah we can't have that shit <laughs> that's a ballsy move to even like on DC's part like i like if i were in charge of DC i'd be like not a chance in hell like we're not doing that <laughs> just because you don't want to touch the religion aspect yeah, just, I mean, like, you're just asking for problems. But on the other hand, like, why is that blasphemy? Don't they do, like, their own comics and TV shows and there's Bible Man and <laughs> I saw some somebody posted something the other day with Jesus, like, fucking coming down like a superhero. Like, I don't know, battling gay people and Muslims. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> there, there, like, what is considered, well, why is that blasphemy, what they were doing? I don't know. I don't know if it was because of the fact that they... It was a... They're making fun? Yeah, making fun of it instead of, of being, you know, serious. I don't know, because the way that I read it, it looks like they're supposed to be actually using Jesus' teachings from the Bible to display what, you know, have Jesus come back and say, no, 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 I, what I meant was this, and, you know, show <laughs> showing him being nice and not hurting people. It's Jesus' first move when he comes back. He goes to each state and rounds up 300 to 500 priests <laughs> and fucking smites them. <laughs> that would be appropriate, yeah. Funny that they had an issue with this, but uh, anybody here ever read Preacher or watch Preacher on watch. AMC? Watch it, yes. Never read the comic. Did they ever get to the part where they show you that they've been keeping Jesus' family lineage alive? <laughs> yes. yes. With inbreeding? Like yes. I don't know how they do it in the show, but in the oh comic... He's, like, completely mentally gone and, like, eating shit and rubbing shit on himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That they were okay with? 
I doubt it. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, that, 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 they got pretty graphic with that for for a little while, and he literally <laughs> was they, they kept having to monitor the scion of of Christ because he would just you know take feces and smear the wall with it. So, <laughs> yeah, that whole section of the story it was really confusing, but but funny, pretty awesome, <laughs> funny. Yeah, in the comic they had him in a cage. Was he in a cage in the show? No, he was in like oh. a um, an interview room. What's a, a one way glass wall? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, at one point, he, they had him in an asylum. Like, they yeah. had him in a straitjacket. And... Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that is way more blasphemous. Um, but, I mean, at the time, w- like, way back, if you look at Life of, of Brian, they said that that was blasphemous, and it was, it was about Brian. It wasn't about Jesus. They actually <laughs> had a few shots of Jesus, and it was all very respectful with glowing lights around him and stuff, but... They were like, oh, you're making fun of Christ and having him sing songs while he's on the cross. And it's like, did you watch the movie? That wasn't Jesus. That's Brian. It was Brian. <laughs> or Wadawick, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. You're telling me they criticized something they never watched? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Next, you're going to suggest that they don't even read their own Bible. <laughs> Outrageous. I have some bad news before we close up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <sighs> well... Um, the uh, Iceland bans unvaccinated visitors. Yeah, that was a parody article. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what? Yes, it's a parody article. What gave it away was the tweet from Trump that was further down in the article where he says, Iceland, first they make us cold with their ice. Now they're telling good Americans they can't visit. Who are they to tell us what to do? It's every American's right to make foreigners miserable. And sometimes miserable means measles, people, fake signs. Now, for a minute, I'm like, did he say that? I mean, it's possibly said that. I'm like, no, he didn't it's say horrible that. that you would even think <laughs> that that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible he said that, but he didn't. The article. Was what apparently. website is it? It is on uh, laughing and disbelief. Oh, all right. it's Andrew Hall. There you go. So, yep. Well, I was fooled. I I was fooled because this actually <laughs> came up. Uh, I have a a coworker who is actually talking constantly about moving to Iceland, and he posted this on his on his Facebook page. I hmm. just assumed that it was real because you post stuff about Iceland all the time. Yeah, not this one. Nice going, Ray. Yeah. Now we're considered fake news. <laughs> yep. We corrected it, though, in the same half hour. So I think oh, we're it doesn't good. matter if you correct it. You're still fake news. <laughs> ah, okay. Right. That tr- that article Ray read earlier was totally legit. Totally legit. I will not apologize or back down. <laughs> that retraction was posted by a woman. And as you know, their opinions don't count. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> And I will not apologize for that either, nor will I back down. Damn right. I stand by what I said. I would double fight you. <laughs> you got to stand by what you said. You never apologize. You never back down. Haven't you learned anything? He's going full cucker on you. <laughs> and if you don't call that the name of this week's show, full cucker, I'm going <laughs> to Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that's it. I'm calling it. That's all we have for this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and a special thanks, special shout out to our patrons. I also uh, want to mention if if you do enjoy this podcast, you can support it by going to our Patreon page and signing up and you can come and listen to us live and uh, chat with us. And if you can't afford to support it directly, you can share the podcast on social media or leave review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also, uh, I'd like to encourage people to check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. 
soon to be named network.com. You can find various sorts of podcasts for your listening pleasure. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Tired of pretending, pushing I was in.